Welcome back to Old Talk and No Radio. This is episode number 55. We are talking monthly girls Nozaki-kun, and with me as always is the twinkle in my eye and the bubbles in my background, Jared Nelson. Hello. It's monthly girls Nozaki-kun. It's a funny show. It's It's been around for a while. It's it's actually, this show is like seven or eight years old now, I think, um, if I recall off the top of my head. Feels like that. I've had a lot of people urging me to watch this for a long, long time. You among them? Yeah, I, I, I think when this came out, I strongly urged you to watch it because I thought it would your the humor would be uh, something you'd appreciate. Um, but it's a it's a funny show. It's you know I think kind of of a lineage to the the show we were talking about previously. Uh, a little indirect, but last month's episode we talked about Kimagure Orange Road which is sort of a, a foundational comedy uh, and, and situational comedy. Uh, and Nozaki-kun is a, is a situational comedy uh, that's built entirely off of a giant misunderstanding. Um, we have a protagonist, Chio Sakura, who has a, a, a big crush on this, this big, aloof, kind of enigmatic uh, classmate of hers called Nozaki. Um, I think he's actually her her senpai, um, in fact, and um, she desperately wants to be noticed by senpai. So wants to be noticed. So desperately, and tries to confess her love uh, to Nozaki, but it comes out as she's a big fan. And Nozaki, who is actually also a mangaka, a professional mangaka, as well as being a high school student, um, so this is sort of a secret thing for him. Um, assumes that she knows his secret, and he just whips out a um, uh, a little the little autograph boards. I forget. I can almost pronounce remember to pronounce the Japanese word, but I can't remember all of the the mora for it. So anyway, um, the little autograph boards, uh, and he he whips out a little a little doodle for an autograph, and and hands that to her. And what follows is their continued misunderstood relationship where Sakura just sort of goes along with the flow and ends up becoming one of his assistants. And we meet a wider cast of just misfits that uh, are all funny and eccentric in their own ways uh, throughout the, the 12 episodes. So it's only like a one core uh, or half core, however they however the kids me- measure that nowadays. I don't know. Um, show, it's it's a 12-episode quick, quick hit. Um, and, and really... I think very well done, very enjoyable, uh, and looking forward to, to diving into it a little more today. The reason I think it took me so long to get into the show uh, was because at the time, if I'm recalling correctly, uh, there was just this flood of similar comedies about, oh, here's this person who draws manga and is secretly in the class and there's a love interest. And it's not what this series really is. No. Because it's, it's not so much meta as it is lampooning. And I totally was unaware of that because everyone just said, oh, you'd love the comedy. And I'd say, oh, it's, a, it's an otaku show. And I was like, great, whatever. I'll get, I'll get to it when I needed a comedy. Yeah, it really leaves that premise very quickly. And you get much more. Uh, I mean, you're you're never too far away from the fact that Nozaki is drawing the comic, and he's he's cranking that out on a weekly basis and going to high school. Which is realistically, I I don't even know how that's possible. But youth energy, man, we've forgotten about it. Yeah, he basically just doesn't sleep. Um, so he's he's cranking out this uh, shojo manga, 
with the help of several of his classmates who we meet. Um, and the classmates kind of don't all know they're also assistants. It's kind of weird um, because of the secretive nature of, you know, Nozaki having to do this without, you know, being caught and called out. But the whole manga thing really isn't that central, like you said, Inc. It's much more about the relationships and the misunderstandings and the really just goofy people uh, that inhabit the world of Nozaki-kun. Exactly, because like you said, uh, you know, Sakura really wants you know senpai's attention. So, what I what I love about this again is the the misdirection in the series is she wants so badly to have the attention of this person this uh, this ideal that she loves but as she spends more time with him she really gets to realize all the flaws inherent in him but becomes endeared of those flaws so she's falling in love with the real person instead of the ideal so i really like the i like the setup and the twist on that in this show yeah yeah it's it's really it's really kind of clever how it's done and how archetypical some of the characters are even by accident you know and and it's 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 just a a delightful little you know bit of candy to watch you know it's it's a very light watch it entertains you it it does a really just workmanlike job of and i don't mean that in like a derogatory way i mean they like they just do a really good job in the in the anime of making this sort of fresh like every episode just something new something crazy happens uh and the situations are always like even like my third time watching through it like there were there were points where i laughed out loud still uh at some of the gags that that they do i I was also impressed because there was no episode where i was not chuckling throughout the whole thing if not having like an lol moment Uh, yeah it was it was it was constantly surprising in the way it zigged instead of zagged and i that's what you really have to have in comedy to keep it from getting tired yeah and the 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 beats of this are just really well done uh and it'll keep a smile on your face it's it's a it's a fun show it's actually originally a four panel manga um, the author of the manga is Izumi Subaki, who also is known for Orisama Teacher, I believe. I have not read Orisama Teacher, but if, if anybody has, um, let us know how it is, because uh, I would I would definitely be interested in exploring this guy's work more. The manga is also available from Gen Press, and I believe that they are caught up with the uh, Tankobans in Japan. There's 11 volumes out now. There is a volume 12 coming that is going to be published uh, May of this year. So in a couple of months, you'll be able to to get your latest dose of Nozaki-kun. And I'm pretty sure that the manga goes beyond the first season of the series, of the, the anime series. But I'm, I'm not 100% sure. But there's some characters, I think, that I've seen on the covers of later novel or later Tenko Bonds. I'm like, mm, yeah, that's not in the, the first season. So. Yeah, it's got to go pretty well beyond, because I actually bought the first volume of the manga after I finished the anime, and uh, the anime covers a fair bit of ground, or I should say that first volume covers a fair bit of ground of what's shown in the anime, so uh, there's got to be a a treasure trove of stuff in there, but I I could also not believe, because listeners who have listened to this uh, podcast for a while know that I I can't read comics well, because I just read the dialogue too fast and i don't pay attention to pictures and since this is a four coma there's really not much to take in but you know the jokes are there and they hit well but 
the the anime I do like better because of the pacing. Uh, it controls pacing, which is so important in this. And it's the space between joke and reaction specifically and how how fast they cut away or how how long they keep from cutting away uh, that really makes the punchlines hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's... Um... It's it's just man. I really want to read the manga, um, just because I I I have only seen the anime, and I I really want to reconnect with that content in a new way now. So I might. Um, I've been on a bit of a manga dry spell, um, unfortunately, um, but that might uh, that might help me get back into uh, back into the manga reading groove. And like you said, they're they're all available via Yen Press, and the one I got was super cheap. It was like three bucks, I think, for the first volume. Oh, dude! So so if it's three bucks for the first volume, was that like on a, on a Right Stuff sale, or was that just normal retail? Uh, digital via the Devil. So ah, uh, digital via the Devil. Okay, well, so you can get it via the Devil. You can get it uh, lots of different places, probably wherever books are sold. Your local independent bookseller can probably order it for you. They just got to get the ISBN number and they can put in for it. So if you've got a local indie book uh, retailer, absolutely order your manga through them because you will literally be feeding somebody's family and, um, you know, shop small and shop local where you can. That's enough for our our Chamber of Commerce (laughs) break, though. (laughs) Um, Just to to get back to the staff a little bit, um, in terms of production staff, we have director Mitsue Yamazaki, who did Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle, and which I'm not that familiar with. But Tadaku Never Falls in Love, I am more familiar with. It's still something I've never seen. Um, I'm I'm, acquir- I'm acquiring a fine backlog of things I haven't seen that are recent. <laughs> well, the Tada Never Falls in Love is an original anime, so uh, you know maybe a little bit of a different test of his abilities. Um, but Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle is a, is a similar adaptation of a manga, and it's got a very similar sort of setup and knockdown. It's a one-gag sort of thing, but the way that he has extracted so much comedy from the source material uh, is really admirable, so it's, it's definitely worth noting, that particular property. Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to check that out then. Um, the animation production is done by Doga Kobo, who uh, also did Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle, uh, and then Tadakun Never Falls in Love. And then also they did Sing Yesterday for Me, which I think you're pretty high on, right? That's like a very recent anime, right? It's a recent anime, but it's a very, it's an older manga. It came out around okay. the same time as Welcome to the NHK. Oh, okay. That is, that is old. Yeah, and now. Uh, <laughs> but it's the, the animation production on that is gorgeous because it's got this sort of very retro feel to it. I remember you were uh, week to week in that one, I think. Yeah, right up until the end. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> just just <laughs> slipped off the side of that concrete uh, gutter and cracked its head. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, and then the, the script uh, composition is done by Yoshiko Nakamura, who also was on the staff of Tadakun Never Falls in Love and Woozer's Hand to Mouth Life. Big respect. <laughs> <laughs> for Wizard's Hand to Mouth Life. I know Evan loves the fuck out of that one. That's that I like that too. It's it's great. Um it's very offbeat, I think, which is part of why why I like it. I don't always like offbeat things. They get mundane for me if I just keep watching offbeat things. Um 
so I, I it's it's like a nice little spice in my stew of anime I watch I guess so let's this this show really to me and I think to you by virtue of your notes <laughs> is uh, really about the characters and like just enjoying hanging out with these wacky people so so I think we should probably I think we're probably gonna end up spending most of our time talking about the characters so we've talked about Sakura we've talked about Nozaki um, I think probably my favorite character is the the very next character they introduce in the series um, and his name is Mikoshiba and he's his nickname is Mikorin which that sounds like a very girly name for a guy and he's this very flashy pretty boy who you know the girls love he he always says these cool lines but then he gets incredibly embarrassed by the cool lines and he's incredibly embarrassed by attention but he's also desperately longing for attention <laughs> yeah. and he wants to have his ego stroked and I love him so much because he's just such a pile of mess. Like he's just contradictions after contradictions. And and I, I, I love Mikoshiba so much. Yeah, I don't think that's a, a trope. I think that's a subversion of one because he's basically Kyo from uh, Fruits Basket. But if he would, had any shred of self-awareness. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Oh, my God. You just blew my mind. Oh, you just blew my mind. He is Kyo. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I need to call my therapist. Oh. oh, my God. That's like really, that's really, that's a great observation. <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking it when I was watching it. I had oh, so much my fun. God. <laughs> I've kind of, I, 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 I've been getting ready to come back to Fruits Basket since the last season's coming up. Yeah. Proof that I am actually watching something that's current or going to be. That's probably the one thing. But, yeah, Wow. Wow. Um, anyway, Mikoshiba is is darling. He does the beta, right? For, or he's one of the people that does the beta. He does the backgrounds, I think. Oh no, no, that's the no. Other. That's that's uh, that's that's the other guy. Yeah, you are right. He does the beta because uh, Sakura has to take uh, has, is forced to ask him for questions when he's sitting there waiting to be asked for questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He and and he he fills in backgrounds and that kind of thing. Yeah. And and then like another thing, you know, he he acts. So he's very Sundere when he first meets Sakura, and he feels very territorial about Nozaki and being Nozaki's helper. But he also desperately wants Sakura to t- to ask him questions, so he feels like a senpai. And uh, he's he's just so funny. Um, he's also like this closet otaku, so he plays lots of like dating sims, and he collects like the bishojo figures and stuff and he god i love him so much he's just so goofy and he's he's usually he's usually the butt of lots of jokes uh he he, he's kind of there to to really be a joke himself and in doing so is a joke of the character type he's representing yeah 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 that he totally is god why did i not see him as wow I'm still blown away by that. Um, the next character to talk about, I'm just kind of, I'm, 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 well, I guess we could talk about his his voice actors. Um, Mikoshiba, voiced by Nobuhiko Okamoto, who, just looking through his CV, lots of lots of stuff. Um, he's in Ace of Diamond as uh, Byosuke Kominato. That's the older Kominato, I believe. 
Um, I'm sure that somebody is going to, or is that the younger Kominato? While you're looking that up, I'll ask you, well, didn't you do an episode of uh, Ace of Diamond for Taiku Podcast? I, I did. I did. I think you should uh, listen to that episode over there, dear listeners, because it was a pretty damn good one. Well, thank you. Ace of Diamond is, <clears throat> excuse me, Ace of Diamond is fantastic. Um, and the, the second season, um, our friends at Taiku Podcast are getting ready to do uh, another season of that. I was going to try to get on there and just too much life going on. Wasn't able to, to finish watching second season to jump on that, but that's going to be awesome. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to be sure to, to get into second season so I can uh, listen along to it. But yes, I was right. Ryosuke Kominato is the older of the two pink haired Kominato boys in Ace of Diamond, which is probably more Ace of Diamond than our audience cares about because I don't know that <laughs> how many of them have ever seen it, but uh, he was also Shin Ah on, uh, Akatsuki no Yona. Um, oh, he's Ren Okamura in Blue Exorcist. Okay, that's cool. He's a dendratic cell and sells at work. Oh, he's Ryo Kurokiba in Shokugeki no Soma, which I totally can hear that now. He's just more screamy in that role <laughs> um, as as Kurokiba because that Kurokiba mumbles or he screams. That's like his that's his weird thing. And he's Nishin Nishinoya uh, yeah in uh, Haiku. Second season. You can uh, send all the hate mail to Evan Minto at anagamers.com since I probably just butchered uh, that character's name that lots of people love from Haikyuu. But yeah, lots of lots of great roles, lots of uh, you know co-star supporting actor roles and a couple of lead roles for that guy. I wasn't that much impressed with uh, his English counterpart on that, Scott Gibbs. It was mm. uh, a, a little too wobbly. I mean, this, the character itself is very wobbly because he has that on and off mode. Yeah. But it, there was just something in the voice that didn't quite seem to click with the, the with the lines. Mm. That was just for me, you know. Yeah, I I did not see the dub, um, which is kind of crazy. This was my third time watching Nozaki Kun, which is rare for me to watch things more than once. There's very very few media where I return to it, but um, Nozaki Kun is one of those just comfort food anime for me i think so it was like easy as anything to watch for the show but i didn't watch it in english so probably next time i'll, I'll do that uh, we did not talk about voice talent for sakura or nozaki but coming right off of uh Mikurin, though i think uh kashima would be the better follow-up yeah because she's she's basically the foil uh or just the the mirror opposite of mikashiba because she's the school prince and she does the exact same thing Mikarin does, but mm. without any of the shame, <laughs> she is completely shameless. And that's how she's pre- presented. Uh, but she has every girl in the school falling all over her. Cause she just delivers these hammy lines that you would read and say a shoujo manga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, she is, she is the, she is the prince of the school. She's the actual prince of the school and she looks very boyish She's a very beautiful boy, <laughs> the way she looks. She's got the short hair and has that classic prince look from so many uh, shoujo, anime, and manga. Uh, and and she she's so hot that she gets away with saying absolutely stupid things that just sound like. And that's and that's where that's where the manga like takes extra license to like be, you know, kind of wink at the audience and go, you know. Yeah, we know it sounds ridiculous too, but we're gonna we're gonna go with it, and that's 
that's one of the things about her that's really fun. Um, she's also, I think, very innocent in a way. She, she really, she really admires her her senpai, who um, is a guy named Horty. Um, they're they're both in the drama club, and Kashima is is always like the lead uh, actress. She's but she's always playing like the male lead, but she's you know the lead actress. And Hori kind of lives to beat her up for like not being like a, a very good example or like or like skipping skipping uh, club practice or or you know all kinds of other hijinks. It's one of those stars who you have to berate because they know they have the talent. And they're just a horrible influence to have on the others. Yeah, yeah. Hori is like going on thirty-eight years old with his attitude. He's he's very he acts like an old man. But but in a, honestly, in a lot of ways, he's sort of like the heroine you would see in a kind of like the Osana Najimi, like the childhood friend that's like, you know, always given the the handsome prince like what for and like keeping them grounded. Mm. But it's 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 twisted here because it's more of a he has this deep admiration and kind of kind of hero not really hero worship but kind of worships Kashima as his idol, and and so it it's it's a fun little it's a fun little twist on on that which we're gonna talk about that a lot that's a recurring theme with a lot of the characters so I'd like we bring brought Hori into it without even trying but it's hard to talk about them separately. They're such a pair in the series. They really are, and Kashima's always trying to impress Hori Senpai, and always, always thinking about, you know, well, what will Hori Senpai say if I do this uh, or that? And um, there's one point where, well, we can get to that in a minute. But Sakura is like one of the first female characters we see. Kashima comes on a little later, but then we get, I think, arguably the best girl in in Seo. Hell yeah. Um, for one thing, voiced by Miyuki Sawashiro, which we know, you, you know, we love Miyuki Sawashiro in this house. She's like a shonen sports protagonist, yeah, but in a tomboyish body, and um, she has this wild devil may care sort of attitude about how she lives. She she talks in this very rude kind of direct way, and she says things. To kind of, she's in a counterpoint to Kashima, where Kashima always, as stupid as it sounds, coming out of her mouth, has the right thing to say that like makes people swoon and makes people want to talk to her. Seo will say like the most blunt thing, and like it sounds in in her mind, she's just being nice, but it's like actually like really mean. <laughs> yeah, she just speaks very bluntly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and she's she's a joy to watch. She's actually the second female character we come into with uh with this series um and she we we meet her on the run she's like running from her homeroom teacher and and somebody else one of the other uh teacher staff and somehow is friends with sakura which is very odd but (laughs) but they are they are they are friends there's even a joke about how you know, those two are so different, and uh, the the mangaka's uh, Nozaki is like contemplating, like, how the hell did you two meet? And it's like, oh, I bet it was this grand rivalry. And it's like, no, actually, we just sat next to each sat, other. <laughs> sat next to each other, right? Like, like that's that's all it is, and it's it's no more than that. And and they just started talking and became friends. 
but yeah, she's she is hilarious, uh, and she also is known as the Lorelei of the Glee Club because she has this beautiful singing voice, like operatic singing voice, even though she sounds like she talks like a rough, like you know, like a kind of a thuggish kind of character in some ways. Oh God, I love the gruff voice of hers, uh, both in Miyuki Sawashiro and Joanne Bonasso. Uh, both of them do an excellent job of doing that just sort of Patty and Selma cigarette smoking older woman sort of gruffness but in this high school girl who is just you know like you said devil may care attitude doesn't care for bullshit (laughs) yeah and Miyuki Sawashiro has kind of a in a lot of the characters she voices I don't know if it's like her voice particularly has kind of a lower register anyway Mm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, um, uh, Serika from Space Brothers, you know, she, she has a bit of a lower register than a lot of other, um, female characters, like even adult female characters, you know, there, there's like this timbre to Miyuki Sawashiro's voice and the characters that she does. That I just really love, I, I mean, like it, her, her voice is like caramel to me. I could just, I could listen to it all day. You know what I think it is, is, is she doesn't overact unless it's called for obviously but yeah. like a lot of the lines delivered by seo are you know just matter of fact conversational tone as opposed to reactionary <laughs> yeah because yeah. she's getting everyone to react to her so it kind of makes sense <laughs> yeah no that's true that's true yeah oh god she's so great um there is one other character we we kind of blew through the characters so far, but there's one other character that we haven't mentioned. He comes in like right at the end of the anime, but he, he actually, he's actually, I think one of the more main characters. He's sort of as much as Seo has a foil. He's sort of, he's Seo's foil. It's he's, he's Wakamatsu. Mm. Wakamatsu is a basketball player. He is always getting bullied around the court by Seo. Seo like will just like charge right into him and knock him over, <laughs> and he's kind of her main target. Um, and he also was in junior high school. Um, uh, Nozaki was on the basketball team. It was actually pretty good at it. And um, Wakamatsu is like uh, his kohai. So Wakamatsu has this hero worship of Nozaki, and through circumstances. Uh, he finds out that Nozaki does manga uh, and is also one of the people that helps him out with screen tones, like another secret helper. So like Hori-senpai in the drama club who is um, always chasing after Kashima it does the backgrounds. Wakamatsu does does screen tones. <laughs> and then um, basically everybody is on the staff of Nozaki's manga except Kashima and Seo. <laughs> it's the way it works out. But Wakamatsu, he doesn't really quite realize it, that Seo likes him. <laughs> and so they hang out, and he's he, he kind of always tries to tell her, like, to set up boundaries, but it always comes out kind of weird because he gets all his examples from shoujo manga yeah. that he reads at, no- at Nozaki's house. I, I love the fact that this factors in so heavily in a storyline. Like, the character himself is kind of milk toast, but mm. the... Uh... The whole fact that the, the, the manga and the, the anime are basically saying, don't live your life by sho- shoujo manga while showcasing shoujo manga. <laughs> it's, kind of, <laughs> it's kind of great. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, 
it's pretty funny the way that they they weave that in and and of course because it's another it's another great shoujo trope that we have to do something silly with he also is absolutely enchanted by seo's singing voice and he falls asleep it like can put him to sleep uh, but he doesn't know that seo is the Lorelei of the Glee Club. He just knows that the Lorelei of the Glee Club has this beautiful voice, and he's gotten Nozaki to, like, get it on tape. And he, uh, Nozaki apparently gets it from Sakura, and then, like, she records Seo singing, and Wakamatsu just doesn't know. And, and in any, like, shoujo manga, this would be some sort of, like, big central trope that we would, we would you know, like the whole conceit of a manga, right? Could be that, oh, you know, sure. and you'd have you'd have two characters fall in love and stuff. They're the side characters that you know Nozaki is going to be putting in his manga later, and you know, trying to build them up as you know their romantic interests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fits so perfectly. It really does. It's so many of the things in this series are are kind of you know, lovingly making fun of shoujo manga tropes. But then, but then some things are not, um, some things are, we have, we have characters kind of around Nozaki's world that really, um, add some dimension, I think, to, to the story and get us out of the high school. And one of those, probably my second favorite character, honestly, is the editor. It's the annoying editor, isn't it? No, it's the it's the good editor. Ken? Oh, I love Ken. Ken. Ken, Ken is me. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, attitudinally, Ken kind of reminds me of Ed. I can see that. <laughs> you know? Like, I, I feel like that. that's how Ed would be as, as, as my editor. Like, <laughs> like I, I, would, I would send Ed ideas, and he would be like, please just text me. <laughs> um but uh yeah ken miyamai is the current editor for nozaki and um nozaki absolutely worships this man because he actually pays attention to nozaki and like listens to what nozaki does and reads his manga and all of these things feel like they should be normal but um but of course they feel fantastic in contrast with his previous editor who we learn about through his uh his upstairs neighbor who is also a mangaka <laughs> yep yep tell us tell us about the former editor inc because he is he is he is he is a person he is a writer's worst nightmare is what he is <laughs> um yeah just the the editor who wants to take credit for all your good ideas and make you suffer uh for putting his own ideas in it and making something that you know you never really wanted to create in the first place <laughs> so uh like for example this editor really loves tanukis so every panel of this lovey-dovey shoujo manga that's being or try, attempted to be written by this one mangaka now has little tanukis all over the place and of course the tanukis have to have a side story <laughs> just everything blows up uh and the, the editor loves it and i'm sure no other reader would i think uh, at one point sakura makes a comment of you know Please, as a, as a shoujo manga reader, don't do this. Get get angry at your editor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yukari has a problem standing up to people, but, but she's she's this really kind neighbor that, that lives upstairs. At, at first, Sakura is worried that she's going to be like a romantic rival, uh, but it turns out, no. She's she's just a fellow mangaka suffering under Mayano's uh, bitter, 
bitter regime of, of editing. We don't really get a lot of her in the first in this first season. I hope we see more. She also is she's in college and she's also keeping her her manga identity a secret from her schoolmates. But her schoolmates think she's all tied up into some really shady stuff because she's always like stepping away to talk on the phone and they overhear things but they misinterpret it as like you know the seediest kind of thing um (laughs) and just to circle back nozaki isn't actually trying to keep this a secret he just can't get anyone interested because he's (laughs) he's he's actually tried explicitly to uh convince people that he is the mangaka of the shoujo manga that is so popular and people just won't believe him and think he's annoying when he tries to push the fact. Yeah, because Nozaki is is this very... He's really tall, like, sharp-eyed, kind of... Only has one expression, really. I mean, it's not true. He has, he has two or three, maybe. He's very but kind of deadpan. I will definitely agree with you there. Super deadpan. And, you know, he's, he's always thinking about his manga. Like, there's, not, there's really never a time he's thinking about something that's not his manga or or even like how like he will set up experiences just to like see how they go so he can put them in his manga to the detriment of everyone he knows yeah yeah what what of of those that show up of those situations that show up in the series which which one uh stands out to you definitely have to be the valentine's day episode and I think it was in one of the bumpers, maybe. And that's one of the best things I love about uh, comedy shows is always stick around for the bumpers because there's always something worthwhile. But um, it was like sometime during a Valentine's Day and everyone kept reacting to so-and-so getting a love letter by the lockers or so-and-so getting chocolates here or so-and-so, you know, all these little cliche little romantic things happening all around school. And Sakura is trying to give Nozaki chocolates and cannot connect with them at any point because there's always so many people around and even when there's not he's rushing off to go to capture these moments for his own manga <laughs> so yeah. he's always on the move and she just can't get him <laughs> right it's it's really funny um i think my favorite is is the one where he has the sleepover oh that's um, a good one too the the sleepover is it's later it's it's the next to last episode i think in the series and basically it's raining and you know the, the trains have stopped and so all of the boys basically that's wakamatsu that's that's hori and mikushiba all come to nozaki's apartment and like hey can i can i crash here because the the trains are stopped and he's like yeah and then he starts like thinking about hmm this would be a good scenario and then he <laughs> so he like tries to set things up just just so to like make it be this great scenario idea but then he ends up falling asleep and kind of missing out on all the real like shoujo grist for the mill as the boys are like you know throwing pillows and like talking about like life and you know playing video games and and just you know being silly and and that one to me was was fun because it gave us some time to like have a nice sort of easy relaxing episode but also nozaki being like you know just I love when we can like really expose his neuroses and let him <laughs> let 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 him like run wild with that because that's usually that's always really funny in the in the show. Have to agree, have to agree. He's just he's just so weird. <laughs> well, he's he's just so deadpan and so so self involved. Like 
it, it's 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 the great unreachable barrier because like he's a perfect complement uh, or a foil for uh, Sakura because she emotes so much. So of course your the the love interest has to emote like nada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plus, like he is the penultimate, or he is the the best exa- uh, exaggeration of a writer, just completely in love with his own work and not anything else. Oh yeah, he's he's like supreme, like like really narcissistic. You know, like if if you look at it from that point of view of of just how self absorbed writers can be, which you know. I, I definitely try not to be, but I, you, 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 you're. It's hard not to think about your stuff all the time. You kind of, you kind of keep thinking about your stuff, like, or you're thinking about an idea of you wanna, you wanna write, or so. <laughs> Nozaki hits home personally for me. I, I don't know about you, but I think most of the the comedy that comes from uh, that. Because he's always searching for ideas and stuff like that to put in his, his, you know, weekly publication or monthly. I don't know what it is, but um, he's so inept at writing concepts and stories. It's, it's like he happens into these wonderful revelations just by stumbling things out with his friends during the cram sessions of writing the actual pages <laughs> <laughs> instead of like having a solid idea beforehand and that's a lot of the fun is you just get to see how these friends shape and make the stories and going back to the the slumber party episode like you said i think i thought one of the best moments in that episode was when they discover it's like hey they're t- he's just taking what we say and turning us into girls <laughs> <laughs> Yep, pretty much. So the um, the voice actor for Nozaki is Yuichi Nakamura, and he he has a rather impressive uh, resume. I I will I will spare you a lot of it, but I will I will say he plays. And I didn't I didn't realize this, but it's been a it's been a long time since I've seen it. Um, in Macross Frontier, he plays Alto Saltome, the the main uh, the main lead the male lead in, in that show. Um, he also plays, this is probably my favorite role of his, he plays Last Samurai in the uh, wonderful Arakawa Under the Bridge. Hmm. Um, so, <laughs> uh, I, I, bad respect for, for that because I, I love that, um, I, I, I love that anime. He also plays in Eccentric Family 2, he plays Kureichiro, so that's pretty cool. His uh, American counterpart, uh, Tai Mahani, or Mahini, uh, does a pretty good job. It comes off a little more cold than Nakamura does, mm. but uh, it's, it's it's also a solid performance. Awesome, yeah, yeah. He's he, that's one I feel like you really have to you have to nail just right. Um, so that's I'm glad that that they did that in the dub. I I really want to I really want to listen to that dub. I didn't comment. Monica Rial does Kashima, and she nails everything uh, Nakahara does for oh Kashima. It was amazing because I didn't. I thought that would be the hardest bit to do, and spot on. Like she's really incredible, good. though. Like she's yeah. she's so good. I would probably watch it. Honestly, I would probably watch it just to listen to her do Kashima, because um, she's she is super good. I'm, I'm a big I'm a big fan of her work. The uh, so Sakura is is voiced by Ari Ozawa, who I'm not terribly familiar with. I don't know that she's got a ton of credits. Well, see, now I'm looking. She she she's got a few. She's got a few. I'm trying to look at anything that I have seen. Um, I've seen Classroom Crisis. 
<laughs> I'm probably one of five people that saw that. Um, she was Mizuki Sera in there. That's one of the main, one of the main girls in there. And I, I got to say, Juliet Simmons, mm-hmm. who I, I cannot not comment on because she voiced my wife Uoe in uh, uh. the English dub of Jihai Furu. Uh, does it does a really good job here too as well. Nice, nice. Um, it looks like uh, Ozawa also was in Bang Dream. If you're in into idle things as Hina Hikawa, but yeah, yeah, not a whole lot else that I've I've seen um, from her. Oh, she's Owl in Flying Witch. Okay, <laughs> I've seen that at least. Um, so so yeah, that's um. But I, I really like the energy she brings to Sakura. Um, you know, she brings that like pure shoujo protagonist kind of energy to it, and and Sakura's design is very archetypical too that way. Oh yeah, that that huge fluffy bow. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the as for the voice performance, like her highs and lows are so perfectly timed and it's just expertly leveled. Yeah. Like when 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 she needs to be severely disappointed you just feel it in your entire bone structure <laughs> after coming off of one of her high highs which don't come off like squeaky annoying they're just really energetically enthusiastic and then like to to ride that valley down <laughs> no it's she she really does such a great job of that like just how fast she gear shifts and sakura herself like one of the best things about this show is sakura's expressions are incredible oh hell yeah she because she she gets like just these incredible faces all the time and i think more she's probably more expressive than any of the other characters i can't think of the other characters having nearly the facial expression range that sakura does i think that's kind of her thing and it's funny because she's one of the few not uh directly tied into the over-exaggerated manga reflections so you have like uh mikashiba who you know is the 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 prince and uh kashima uh they have the 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 glorious shoujo backgrounds behind them and they get all dolled up and bishonified but sakura no she's just the, the the plain girl but she just has these wonderful reactions like you said some of them are reduced to like a circle of a face with two dots and a small dot for a mouth. And it just really drives home how small and like uh, taken aback she is. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I think the best thing was in one of the episodes where, oh, it was the one where she has to ask, uh, I keep wanting to say Kyo now. <laughs> she wants to, she has to ask Mikarin for advice and she does so, and as Mikarin's describing what she obviously already knows how to do, she's like, uh-huh, yeah, wow, that's fantastic. I never knew that. Oh, wow, <laughs> thanks so much for this. And it comes across so perfectly, so honestly. And you know what she's doing, but it's not, like, in your face about it. Yeah, that's that's some of my favorite stuff, when she's just, you know, placating Mikoshiba. Yes. Because he's, he's, he's such a diva, that guy. Like, he's 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 just so funny um he's all and, and mikoshiba i don't know that we explicitly said this but mikoshiba is the inspiration for mamiko who is the heroine in nozaki's manga koi shio let's let's fall in love um and so like so when you beat him and after you've like had an episode with him you're like oh yeah okay because from what we see of 
Mamiko in Let's Fall in Love, she's very like hot and cold, like her emotions run the gamut. Um, now we usually only see the big dr- dramatic pieces, but but it's really funny that that he is like the heroine. And that goes back to just how wonderfully this anime really subverts a lot of stuff and or subverts and inverts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have a particularly favorite episode? Uh, I'm going to have to edit around this and go to Wiki to read some of the episode thing. Oh, you know what? No, I don't. Uh, because the video game episode where uh, Kyo is playing with Nozaki and makes Nozaki play a gal game. Mik- Mikoshiba, you mean? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved that episode in particular because they end up totally making this a, a BL story around the side character who's meant as an assist to the main protagonist uh, self-insert player character. And I lost it so many times in that episode because it was so well done. That So so that episode, that's a good episode. So all of the episodes, pretty much all the episodes, have like an A part and a B part like every anime. But the... The A part and the B part are usually separate stories. I think a large part of that comes from the four coma. Because it was a four coma, yeah. yeah. Episode four is when that dating sim uh, story happens, and that is absolutely my favorite thing in this whole series. Nice. <laughs> because Tomoda, like how they get all, how they get all wrapped up in Tomoda. Like Nozaki is like almost crying like by the end of the game because he realizes that Tomoda is really like the best pick for <laughs> for the protagonist. And then and then they spend like you say they spend all night like making a doshinshi like, of those of those two of those two characters. But uh, yeah, that's that that one is is probably my favorite. Um, the episode where um i think the episode that that sort of and it, and it doesn't really involve nozaki or sakura that much but the the episode with uh with seo and wakamatsu i where they go on a date um mm. is is really funny too because wakamatsu is like just sort of putting up with it you know he's trying to just put up with being with seo and seo's like casually thinking this is a date like you know she's having a good time and like Seo wants to go see like this action disaster movie that she laughs at the whole way through and like like homicidal maniac laughs yeah and like you know she eats all his popcorn and then like you know takes all the armrests and you know every everything else that like just a, a wild crazy rambunctious person like Seo would do one of my favorite laughs came from that episode was uh Wakamatsu saying, because uh, uh, Seo had fallen asleep and then gradually leaned in and further and further into him and falls asleep like over the armrest and with her head with her with her head in his lap is like a you know typical embarrassing situation she'll wake up from and you know, uh, but how they had yeah you know, Wakamatsu said oh it's okay because like, when she wakes up she'll be embarrassed and then maybe stop being so Seo. Uh, but no, she wakes up in her lap, does not move, and continues to eat the popcorn and drink the and drink the drink. <laughs> like, like yeah, just, no shame. Yeah, yeah, she's she's so she's so funny. That episode, also the second half of that episode, um, Kashima, the prince of the school, gets cast in a role that's a singing role, and she really doesn't want to let Hori Senpai down, and so she has 
uh, Sakura helps her out by connecting her with Seo, and she starts trying to take voice lessons from Seo, and it's it's like really bad. Like this is like the one thing she can't do is sing. And hats off to Nakahara for pulling off that wonderfully horrible uh, rendition of whatever song that was she sang, because I wasn't sure. I was like, am I going to recognize this as a horribly sung version of whatever they're going to sing? Because I don't know the song, but no, you know, (laughs) you know, and doesn't know in certain terms. I think like that was probably harder to do than it would be to actually just sing it badly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to be able to intentionally hit all those notes like so off key, so perfectly, gratingly, that that takes talent. Yeah, if she ever came to a convention, that is exactly what I would want to ask her about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, it's such a good show, y'all. Um, I hope I hope folks uh, who have watched it or have have enjoyed it um, like we have because it it it's a lot of fun. Um, you ready for questions? I think so. Yeah. All right. So from uh, our dear Helen, Wandering Dreamer, uh, if hello Helen, if you, because it's capitalized, were the basis for a character in a shoujo manga, who would it be? The hero, the villainous, the comic relief teacher, etc. Ink, I'm throwing that to you first. You can't answer OA because like that's too easy. Well, she's not like a character type. Yeah. she's perfect um <laughs> i'd have to say i'd be like the general nice guy uh you know he's a sweetheart loyal good has the random flower petals check out my latest uh avatar on twitter um and uh, is always wearing a smile but since i'm a gemini i'm also going to be the uh the aloof person who's reserved and is always kind of wearing the mask that the uh protagonist has to break through to find how about you, Jared? I would probably be the shoujo heroine. <laughs> I would probably be the the hardworking, like always trying her best, but like you know, not not you know, coming from humble beginnings. I guess like that that sort of. I, I guess I have that kind of energy. I feel like I have that kind of energy. Are you Toru Honda? I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> Wide-eyed, innocent Jared. Yes. Yes. I, 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 part of me is, is that, then, then part of me is some old Obachan with a pipe and a crime gang. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, from Pancakes, uh, from the Discord, actually, I think all of these are from the Discord. Pancakes says, I would watch a season two of that show. It was cute. Hell yeah. I, I, I don't know very many people that have seen Nozaki and haven't been like, well, when's season two coming out? Honestly, I'd probably be that guy. Like, I, I didn't. I, I like this. I like this series a lot, and I laughed a lot with it. But towards the end, it got a little too situational and not, not little, not enough uh, lampoony enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it, it picked up back. There's a little lull in the in the second half of the series. Um, yeah. But I think it it did what it needed to do, and I I really don't need more. Um, if it had more, I'd probably watch to see if it could surprise me again, and I'd be happy to be surprised, but I wouldn't really expect to be. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I I enjoyed the situational comedy too, so I would be open to seeing a second season, and I kind of, by the time I was getting towards the end of it, 
I was like, oh, man, I'm about to be done, <laughs> you know, and like that, I could feel that coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, and they do kind of nod at some new character. like it's kind of blinking, you miss it, but they do nod at some new characters that could be showing up, you know, in a second season. And I know the cast expands in the manga uh, past what we've seen. What, a new character shows up? Yeah, imagine that. Um, they, they make so many jokes about a new character showing up in the, in the series, too. But, yeah, I, I would love to have a second season of this. But, you know, with it being so long ago now, I, I don't know that that's ever going to happen. I think we, I think we got what we got. Um, we got a 12-episode, really good, solid 12 episodes that I feel like the staff put a lot of heart into. Yeah. Because it, it, I, I think the anime really stands well on its own. To be as cohesive as it is, coming from a four-panel comic is is pretty is pretty impressive. I think. You know what I really liked, um, and I, I would first off I would love to see a spinoff, uh, an all Seo spinoff, or uh, like <laughs> from the point of view of Seo, like Seo's world. I'd, oh, I'd love the hell out of that, and make it a short, make it like four minutes long. You know, those kind of that that kind of an anime. I'd just I'd die for that. That would be great. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, like you were saying, uh, and like I touched on a little earlier before, this comes from a four comma and some of the uh, linear stuff is rearranged. Uh, and it makes it, like you said, a very solid, presentable one core show. And I, I really got to do hats off to whoever was choosing which A and B sides to do, because the flow on this is really fantastic. And the story beats are perfectly balanced it's really enjoyable to sit down either with one episode or four it doesn't matter because everything is so sharp and hits exactly like it needs to in sequence so it's 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 really perfect hmm. yeah yeah i i i think that's i think it's a great point and, and that's kind of how i feel about it too it's 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 just a solid little show man it's 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 just a man i love i love i love dipping my toes in it every now and then it's it's just a nice palate cleanser so uh cockpit host and anti-gamers podcast editor extraordinaire pat hello pat hi pat sayo is the best yeah i mean i i feel like that's true um she's she's my favorite although mikashiba is like real like she's best girl like mikashiba though i ooh, mm, i think mikashiba still really is my favorite so like i i Obviously, I war with myself on it, but I I, I feel like Mikashiba is still my. He's he's just such a mess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but best girl, yeah, it's it's Sayo. Yeah. Billy Denton, big Kashima fan here. I mean, she's she's great too, and deserves a second season. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like those. I mean, that pretty much that that like that that feels like the 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 reaction I get. I see the most is deserves a second season. Now I, sh- I saw it a lot more when it was current. Like you said, there's got to be so much more out there to adapt. Like Wakakozake, which should also be licensed and expanded, and we should get more anime of that. But it's probably not going to happen. License Wazako Kake, you cowards! God damn straight. <sighs> Ink, where can people find you on the internet? You can go over to AnnaGamers.com, where you probably are right now, or listening to through your. Uh, various feeds uh i'm currently producing the mystery box of misery column wherein uh big dvd mystery boxes are 
delved into and uh, voted upon by our patrons as to which writer has to wa- uh, watch which DVDs. Currently, Jared is uh, next up for his misery. Then over in Taiku Podcast, uh, I'm their bad sports anime correspondent. I, th- I know we've got a number of things coming up. Uh, we just published the one on Iwakakuru, uh, which was the wall climbing anime. And, of course, here on Anagamers uh, for the Old Talk New Radio podcast, as you may have heard. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Jared, how about you? Uh, mostly here on Old Talk New Radio. Um, that's probably the best place to find me. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, at Nelson. I, I post on there. Uh, I kind of I kind of go in jags. Sometimes I won't post for a few days, and then I'll I'll post a lot, and that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, you will be able to find me soon on the Anagamers website, as I have in my hot little hands my box of misery. I have not opened it yet. I am going to be opening it today, and uh, I have no idea what I'm getting. I didn't look at the voting. I didn't I didn't see anything. So I am going to be completely blind to what I get um, and then you guys will all hear about it so um, I'm looking forward to you guys hurting me as much as you possibly can um, but uh, other than that yeah that's that's it I am working on some other stuff for the site uh, that um, you'll be able to hopefully see fairly soon uh, but more to come on that anyway uh, for Ink and myself that's been Old Talking No Radio for this month and we'll see you again next month see y'all it's very offbeat i think which is part of why why i like it i don't always like offbeat things but i because i want them to be they get mundane for me if i just keep watching offbeat things so I, I, it's it's like a nice little spice in my 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 stew of anime I watch. I guess I don't know where I was going with that metaphor. You can't beat off too often. <laughs> I'm not even going near that. I'm, uh. I'm cutting that one out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um.